We're going to be in Psalms chapter 84 and uh, verse number 1 through 12. And I want to tell you in advance that this is, I do not plan to run this service like a normal service. There's going to be some things a little bit different, so just be prepared and um, be ready to participate as well, okay? Um, after I start and kind of give an introduction, uh, you'll see where I'm going with this, and, um, and, uh, and we'll go from there, okay? So uh, as we get ready to start tonight, we're going to look at Psalms 84, 1 through 12, but I would like to bless the preaching of God's Word tonight. And uh, so I'm going to ask Brother Larry, why don't you open our service in a word of prayer, please? Okay, Psalms chapter number 84 and uh, verse number, starting in verse number 1. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found an house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee and whose heart are the ways of them, who passing through the valley of Baca make it a will. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Amen. I'll tell you what, truly what a blessed psalm, amen. As we read it, I think we must also agree with the psalmist and say, Oh, how I love the house of God. Amen. It is so important to me. And I'll tell you, it's, you know, it's really hard to put into words just how much a good old-fashioned, Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church means to the people of God. I mean, just stop and think for a moment about the last couple of months that we have had to endure not gathering together in the house of God. How did it feel, Christian? Not good. <laughs> to endure not gathering? To, I mean, I don't know about you, but... For me, it just didn't feel right. Right. It's almost like I didn't know what, to, I mean, I know we came down here and we recorded, but, and I'm glad that we were able to do that, make the services available online, but it really, it's just not the same as gathering together in an old-fashioned church house with the people of God. Amen. And, it, you know, it just, it just felt, it just felt like something was missing, did it not? Amen. 
Because the truth is, listen folks, you just can't replace an old time gathering of the old time saints in the old time house of God. Amen. I think I can say for all of us that during that time of, of quarantine or lockdown or whatever you want to call it, there was an emptiness, a void in our life, and maybe we didn't even couldn't even place at the time what it was. But I think now you know what it was. That precious, sweet fellowship of the saints coming together at the church house was missing. Yeah. And uh, I know truly I can testify that the house of God means so much to me. It was a place where I was dedicated as a, as a child to God. My parents dedicated me in the house of God. It has nothing to do with my salvation, but I think it's... A, an important thing that they did that. They wanted me to be a Christian. They wanted me to live for God. It was a place where I learned John 3.16 and the story of, of the cross in a, in a Sunday school room in, in, a, in a little town in Maine. It was the reason that I as a young boy saw my need to be saved and trusted in Christ as my Savior. It was the place where I said holy vows and married my wife. It was the place where on our wedding day we knelt before an old-fashioned altar in prayer and dedicated our marriage to God. It was a place where God smote my heart and I surrendered to preach. It was a place where I was trained in the ministry. It was a place where I was ordained to the gospel ministry. It was a place where I have grown the Lord, the place where the Lord has fed me and where the Lord has led me. It was a place where God called us and directed us to the mission field of Ukraine. It is the place where I now serve and preach and minister as the pastor of this church. It is a place where I enjoy the sweet, wonderful fellowship of my brothers and sisters in Christ. You know what? I even missed Linda Pruitt. <laughs> She's going to get me for that after the service. But Why about how will you fit when I saw Linda walk through the door that first Sunday? I was happy to see Linda. I had somebody to pick on again. <laughs> But it is a place where I enjoy the fellowship of the saints of Amen. God. It is a place where I have raised my children and I plan to continue to raise my children. Amen. And hopefully one day if the Lord tarries, I will see my grandchildren raised in an old-fashioned house of God. And if the Lord tarries, it is a place where my departing funeral service will be held. And one day they will preach about me and my life and about my Savior in an old-fashioned house of God as a farewell and send-off. Truly, the house of God means so much to me as a believer. And most definitely, listen, there is a void in my life when I don't get to go to the house of God. Yeah. I wonder, what does the house of God mean to you? Now listen, folks, I shouldn't be the only one who gets to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise tonight. And so before I dig into this text and before I get to preaching on my points, I want to open the floor for the people of God to testify in the house of God of what the house of God means to them. 
I'm going to get my mask on and I'm going to get a mic. And so get yourself ready. And I want you, whoever is willing, to just raise your hand and say, I'd like to testify about what the Lord, what the house of God means to me. Who's going to be first? Brother Raymond. I'm going to just hold this so we don't pass this thing around to everybody. I want to thank Jesus for saving me first. Praise the Lord. And uh, me and Rondo, we we at home by ourselves. Our high points of the week is coming through. Amen. I mean, I mean that's it. That's our life. Yes, sir. And when that got turned off, it was tough. Yes, sir. I bet it was. And uh, it, it made me so happy that I could get back into the house. Praise the Lord. And Lord, I, I know my family the same way. You know? Yes, sir. So I just thank you. Praise the Lord. Anybody else tonight want to testify what the house of God means to them? Brother Danny. I'm thankful for the good godly uh, fellowship that we have. Uh, I'm thankful for the testimonies I get to hear. Uh, uh, I get to see the love of Christ in each and every person that comes here. That's, that's something that you don't see every day out in the world. Yes, sir. So uh, it's like the sanctuary you come into and you feel safe here. And you feel uh, happy. You uh, uh, you just feel a little closer to God. Praise the Lord. And, uh, I'm thankful that uh, I know each and every one of you and I love you. Praise the Lord. Anybody else tonight? Go to Sam. I'm just thankful for this church and this spirit that's here because most churches don't have it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, can, I completely agree. I believe Victory Baptist Church is the way church ought to be. Anybody else tonight want to testify what the house of God means to them? Brother Darrell. I want to thank God for saving me and Amen. for calling me to this place. I was saved in a house of God. I was raised in the house of God, but I didn't get saved until later on. But the fellowship. Yes, sir. You know, when you're in the world, I mean, you're always on guard and and, and you're looking out for, for bad things and, and, and the language people use, I mean, you can't get away from it sometimes. But to come in and there's there's a peace here. I'm not yes, on guard. Sir. I'm not uh, trying to protect myself from something. I, I'm comfortable Praise here Lord. with God's people Amen. more than anywhere else in the world. Praise and I'm thankful for a place where the Spirit, you know, there's not... Uh, a, a group here and a group there. There's one group, and that's all of us here in this place. And it's not like that in every church. Yes, sir. And I just want to thank God for bringing us here and what He's done to to keep us here. Praise the Lord. We're glad to have you here too, Brother Darrell. Yes, 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 I just want to say I'm thankful um, for God's church, and uh, that I know when I come that I'm going to get the right kind of preaching hey. and the right yeah. kind of singing, and um, that I'll be fed and I'll be growing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Miss Pat. Anybody else tonight? I want to testify about what the house of God means to you, Miss Linda. When you're young and you're living in your, your earthly father's home, you know you're protected and you're loved and you're safe. Safe here. Hey. Your heavenly father loves you. He's going to protect you. Hey. And you're with family. Praise the Lord. Hey. We love you too, Miss Linda. Anybody else tonight before I get to preaching? Brother, little Mr. Shammy. What does the house of God mean to you, Sam? You don't touch the mic, just talk. I'm thankful for, for mommy and daddy. Um, the house of God means to me that I feel safe and, and I, I have a bunch of friends. 
you, Sammy. I'm glad we have friends and family in the house of God. Brother Bill? Like you said, um, the house of God, everything is really great has come from the house of God, from the little child up until now. And of course, we think about this building, but it's the people. Hey. Right? It's the people. I mean, it, I think back from a child all the way to now, all those people that were truly children of God, we're all the child children of God. We're everywhere, yes, they, they don't even know these people here, but they're still, we're all part of the family. Yes, sir. I'm thankful for this church. Amen. Each one is here, and as Pat said, when I come here, I, I'm blessed, I'm admonished. Amen. You know, when we when, when, when this stuff happened, it was big to me, like Raymond said, it was big. I mean, yes. it's, it's kind of like when you're in church and, and God's dealing with your heart, and for some reason, if you don't go to the altar, it's just different. When you go to the altar, hey, right. When we were at home, we were watching on TV, but it just wasn't the same thing. It's right. just something Amen. different about making that effort to get up and go right. to the house right. of God. Amen. I just thank God blessing that. I think it makes a difference in our lives. Praise the Lord. Amen. Miss Heidi, I made my first profession of faith outside of a church, um, but I gave my life to Christ in a church yes, and um, got assurance in a church. Um, I got married in a church. Um, I gave my children to the Lord, brought them to the altar when they were babies, all five of my children in church. Um, I've never missed so much church at one time like that in 30, 30 years. And it it's hard for moms to get up in the morning and get all five kids' clothes ironed and their husbands' clothes ironed and get stuff ready. And sometimes it's tiresome. And we're like, oh, I don't feel like going to church this morning because I just... I'm so tired and there's so much to do and you got to look nice and you got to find the right dress and it's hard for us women I think probably harder than it is for men to get up in the morning and go to church but once I'm here I'm like oh this is such a it's a refuge it's a place of peace and, and I love it and I didn't realize how much I missed it until we've never went that long without church before and that, that many weeks and it was um coming back to church the first day it was like wow it was just this can't even explain it. We sure. take it for granted. Yes, ma'am. We take it for granted that that right. presence of God. We That's take right. it for granted. And I felt such peace when I came and such joy. And I just wanted to get up and shout this morning. I literally could have stood up and just started. And I thought people think I'm crazy <laughs> because it's just wonderful peace that we took for granted for so hey. long. And I, I'm just I'm grateful for God's house. And I'm here because God wants me here. Yes, ma'am. And He wants me to serve Him, and He deserves it. Yes, and I have yes, even if I'm tired and I don't feel good and I. Don't feel like sometimes coming because of that, getting up and getting everyone's clothes ironed, my own clothes, and finding something to wear. It's overwhelming for women. So, but once I'm here, I'm so thankful for it, and I pray that I won't take that for granted anymore. Yes, and I'll appreciate it much more. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Miss Heidi. Anybody else have anything they want to say about the house of God, Miss Jessica? Well, I think it's you know you can find things online, preaching online, and that's good. But I think the thing I miss the most is just the fellowship of the brothers and sisters together and just meeting together in one place and worshiping God together in one place. It's, it kind of reminds you of heaven when we're all singing together. It's just um, a blessing. Praise the Lord. I know I definitely miss the congregational singing when we were here by ourselves in services. Anybody else before we? Brother Jackie. I think you summed it up before you left uh, I stole it all. Huh? I, I just felt empty without it. 
I've been in church pretty much all my life, and I feel like that's why I ought to be on Sunday. Yes, sir. And this is why I come to get fed. This is why I come to fellowship with the Amen. ones that I love, and yes, I feel sir. like I'm loved here. Amen. And it's just nothing like it. And it's right. nothing to take its place. Praise the Lord. And I'm just so thankful that we can come back and uh, Lord uh, worship the Lord here in this place like it's supposed to be. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anybody else tonight? Before we get started, Anna wants to say something. When does Anna not want to say something? <laughs> the church is like one big happy family where when someone's hurting someone else will step up and help them and cheer them up. Okay, it certainly is. And that's definitely a blessing as well. Brother Raymond. One thing, Hey. That's right. That's right. Church it's going to be church every day, Brother Raymond. Hey. It's like a good church service when we get to glory. Amen. Anybody else before we start this morning, this evening? Okay, well, get back in your Bibles to... Psalms 84. Let's read this text one more time and then we'll dig into it. Praise the Lord for the Amen. house of God. Amen. Amen. How amiable, that means loved, how loved are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found an house and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still praising thee, see love. Blessed is the man whose strength is in thee and whose heart are the ways of them who pass into the valley of Baca, make it a well. The rain also filleth the pools. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. O Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. Behold, O God, our shield, and look upon the face of thine anointed. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Now I want us to see here tonight from this text, along with the psalmist, why the house of God is so important to the believer. The very first thing I see here is because of my love for the house of God. He says, how amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. That word, as I said earlier, amiable, you can write it in your Bibles, it means loved. Truly how I love, as a believer, I love the house of God. I love it because it is his house. It says thy house, right? I love it because it's his house. I love it because it is the place where his word and his ways and his wisdom is still proclaimed. Amen. I love his house because it is still a place where his children gather together in his name and worship him. I love his house because it is a place where I get to enjoy sweet communion Amen. and fellowship with my brothers and my sisters in Christ. Truly how loved 
are thy tabernacles, O my Lord. They mean so much to me. And yes, I can say with the psalmist, I love the old-fashioned house of God. Amen. Now granted, I know in some of these modern churches out there, they're more like those tents of wickedness mentioned in verse number 10. Um, and I want no part of that. But I love, I sincerely love the old-fashioned house of God. So I see here my love for the house of God. I see next, I see my longing for the house of God. Verse 2 says, My soul longeth, even fainteth for the course of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. The psalmist says, I don't, I don't just desire to be in the house of God, but I long with all my heart to be in God's house. You know, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And listen, friend, the man who hungers, the man who, who thirsts after the things of God and after the Lord himself is the man who hungers and thirsts to be in God's house. Amen. Amen. For that is the place where God is lifted up. That is the place where God is proclaimed and where God's people are fed. And truly, God's people ought to long to be in God's house. Uh, that means you really look forward to each service with anticipation of all that God has for you. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's many out there today that um, they're just longing to get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've been in churches before where you got somebody in the back going one of these the whole time. I mean, it's... Yeah. <laughs> the time is a preacher. <laughs> I think Brother Ben even told me one day he had a guy like that down there in his church, I believe, that when, when it got to the, the certain time when they normally would be done, I mean, he started doing one of these. They don't long to be in the house of the God. They long to get out. They find excuse to get out. They long to be fishing or hunting or vacationing or doing some other thing, but they don't long to be in the house of God. And that's what a sad testimony that is. You know, when I think of longing after something, now, Miss, Miss Jessica, and she probably doesn't want me telling you all this, but she's, she's been fasting on juice for a good while now, trying to clear up these hives. And today, she ate something for the first time, and she was happy. <laughs> hey. But she knows what it means to long for something. Hey. Boy, she longed for some real food to eat, didn't you, Jessica? <laughs> That's the way it ought to be with us in the house of God, is it not? As a believer, boy, I just love the house of God. I just love it so much. I just long to get back to the house of God. When the doors are open, I want to be there because I long to be in God's house. And I know I need to get fed in God's house. Man. I mean, how many of us would, would go days on end without feeding on the word of God? Now, granted, we ought to be feeding daily, but when the doors of the house of God are open, we got to come to God's house. Yeah. If we thirst and hunger after righteousness. So I see my, hear my love for the house of God. I see my longing for the house of God. In this text now I see, thirdly, my little example concerning the house of God. If you look at verse 3. Yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. 
you think for just a moment, consider about what he's, he's trying to give us an example here, okay? That swallow, that, that swallow finds a place in the house of God and she makes her nest there. It's a place where she finds rest, a place where she finds peace. It's a place where she loves being. It's a place where she wants to dwell. She wants to literally reside there. She loves it so much. Listen, it's a place where she wants to bring up her young. It's a place where she always wants to come back to. If you didn't realize that, you ought to. After we've had the same swallows come back and nest in our church year after year. Certainly, that is the way we ought to feel about the house of God. And every time we enter this building, and we see that little swallow nest up in the corner out there. If you've not seen it before, you look on the way out, okay? It ought to be a reminder to us that that is the way I ought to be as a believer with the house of God. You know, it also reminds me of Joshua. You remember in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, Moses had taken Joshua in with him to the tabernacle. And boy, Joshua, he just couldn't get enough of what he was getting in the house of God. And so Moses, he turned and he departed out into the camp. But the Bible tells us in Exodus 33, 11, it says, but Joshua departed not out of the tabernacle. Boy, he just loved it so much, he just wanted to reside there like that little swallow, like that sparrow. And listen, that, listen, folks, that is the way it ought to be with us as believers. Not that someone's going to drag you to the house of God. Not that someone's going to beat it out of you to go to the house of God three times a week or four times a week. But that we ought to long for it, that we ought to love it, that we ought to desire to just reside there and dwell in the presence of God Amen. and in the fellowship of the saints. Amen. Boy, that ought to be, uh, we ought to be just like that little swallow. I see here our love for the house of God, our longing, our little example. I notice here also my lasting praise from the house of God. Verse number four. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will still be still praising thee. See what? I like that, don't you? I will enter his gates with praise, and I'll leave still praising him. Amen. Amen. Truly, the house of God is a house of praise where we come to praise and worship and to lift up the name of our holy God. Amen. Amen. Now, I understand in our modern day that phrase praise and worship has been hijacked or perverted by the modern contemporary churches to basically mean an ugly rock concert in the church. <laughs> But we know the reality of the real thing, don't we? Because the Bible tells us that true praise and worship is comely. That means it's beautiful in the eyes of God. Amen. And when we as believers continually, faithfully fellowship together in our local house of God, we'll find that we will keep praising, uh, we'll, we'll keep praise on our lips, amen, as we love His house. And we will find ourselves still Praising Him. Hey. It's almost like your praise cup just gets filled up to overflowing. And you're going to be leaving the house saying, Glory to God! 
Monday, you're going to be brought to remembrance. You're going to say, glory to God. It's been good to be in God's house. Yeah. Tuesday, you're going to say, praise the Lord. I remember what God did in my house at church on Sunday. Wednesday, you're going to say, praise God. I get to go to the house of God. Amen. Yeah. Hey, listen, we will still be praising Him. That's a testimony of the man or woman of God that just loves God and longs yeah. to be in His house. I notice also here, so my love for the house of God, my longing for the house of God, my little example concerning the house of God, my lasting praise from the house of God. Number five, my learned preference for the house of God. Verse number 10, the first part of the verse, he writes, for a day in thy courts is better, is better than a thousand. I like that, don't you? Listen, folks, there is no place that I would rather be than in the house of God. <laughs> the psalmist expresses it by saying that just one day in the house of God is better than a thousand other days. Truly, we've got, over these last couple months, we've got a taste, you could say of communism, maybe. But we've had a taste of how valuable our time in God's house really is. As we've had to endure this lockdown these last couple months. But I can imagine that some of the Christians over there in these persecuted countries. Boy, I can imagine they would give almost anything to enjoy what we're enjoying here right. tonight. Amen. To enjoy the privilege and to enjoy the pleasure that we often take so much for granted of gathering together with the saints of God in an old-fashioned house of God. Man. Truly our ability to gather together in God's house. Listen, folks, it is a treasure. Don't take it for granted. If nothing else, this lockdown should have showed us we can't take that for granted. The psalmist writes that just one day is better than almost three years' worth of other days. Just one day in your house is better than almost three years' worth of other days. Oh, may that be our persuasion as well, that it is so vital, that it is so important, that it is of such great worth to me, that I will make sure to be in God's house when the doors are open. Yeah. Listen, that's the way it ought to be. Not just because we just got down through a shutdown, but just because we love God, Amen. we love God's people, and we love being in God's house. Notice lastly tonight, I want to notice, I us to notice here, my little labor in the house of God. The end of verse 10 says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Listen, friend, I... I would rather be doing the littlest, tiniest, most insignificant thing and task for God in God's house on God's day than anything else anywhere else. And unfortunately, many folks have so devalued going to God's house in our modern day, and they have so devalued serving the Lord that it's hard to get people to come out for even one hour a week right. and to sit in a pew, let alone do some sort of service for God as well. And many would much rather enjoy the cares and affairs of this world or those tents of wickedness 
than to faithfully come to the house of God and do their little service for God. You know what? If you don't have a little service for God, you got to give a little service for hey. God. Just be faithful with the little that God has had you. Use your, your arms, your hands, your legs. I, I was talking to my kids a little bit about this the other day and, and say, well, what can you do? I said, well, your hands work, right? Your feet work, right? Hey, you can bake cookies for Nick, right? Nick says, amen. You can pick up sticks for Brother Danny, right? Hey, listen, if you've got hands, you've got feet, you've got eyes that see and ears that hear, amen. You've got something you can do for God, amen. amen. Just a little something you can do for God. Listen, folks, may we have that persuasion that we're going to just do a little something for God and be so happy to just be in the house of God. May we, like with the psalmist, also proclaim with him, I would much rather be in God's house doing this my little service for the glory of God than any other thing. Boy, that ought to be our persuasion as a Christian. Than any other thing. Truly, I love the house of God. And it means so much to me. May we continue to love it. May we long for it. And may we cherish this house of God for the treasure that it truly is. As we all stand to our feet tonight, the pianist is going to come and play. If the Lord has spoken to your heart, you're welcome to come down and pray at this old-fashioned altar. Maybe you just want to come and say, thank you, God, for this old-fashioned house of God. I truly love it, and I love it with all my heart. As the altar, as the uh, pianist plays, the altar is open. You come and pray.